Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Uh. Yo. Uh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, floss it like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Hey everybody, welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. Aubrey Edwards here with my wonderful guest co-host, Alex Eberhentes. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Excited to talk to our guest here. It was kind of interesting to see the evolution of how he came to AEW. And uh, I was actually there for two of those important matches. So really excited to get his thoughts on uh, how things have transpired for him. Yes. Hello, AR Fox. How are you? Yo, what's up? How you doing? I am so unbelievably excited that you are with AEW specifically. And I think a lot of our AEW fans may not necessarily know this. I'm glad that you're on TV and I'm glad you're on this podcast. But you have had such a huge hand in so many people in the wrestling business that it's like when you got offered the contract, it was like, good, finally, like this guy, (laughs) this guy deserves it. Like you've worked so hard to get to this point. So congratulations, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, match with Top Flight, where you challenged Death Triangle for the Trios Championship. It was one of those things where it's like Top Flight and AR Fox. Oh, this just makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense. (laughs) So fantastic. It's like your style of wrestling plus those boys. It was just an absolutely incredible match. Sorry, Alex. I know that you kind of like are on the other side of that. Oh, I got to see it up close and personal. It was a treat. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And I got to see Fox versus Ray Phoenix which was even before that. And I was super pumped because AR, I've never met you in person. That was the first time. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And Phoenix was so excited to be able to have an opportunity to wrestle you. And I'm like, oh, this match is going to be killer. And it was. Yeah, that, that one was really important to me on my way to get with AEW. But yeah, all those matches were important. And then I made sure to go out my way to thank everybody I worked with on my way up. Such a, such a wonderful guy. But specifically, I want to talk about what happened after the match with Top Flight, uh, because you're doing an interview with Lexi Nair, and she just happens to drop that TK is offering you a contract. And your reaction was so great. It was like a genuine surprise. Like, can you talk about that moment a little bit? Yeah, it just took me off guard. 
I mean, like I'm, I'm super humble, but like also in a way, like I almost had that gut feeling only because right before we were about to do it, Sanjay called Lexi back over real quick and like whispered something in, in her ear hmm. and like my gut just like sank. And I was like, cause I don't know. I just been doing it for so long that I thought my, I don't know. I just didn't know that, that I thought it was done and past me really getting the shot. You know what I mean? So I, I was just kind of happy to be there, but yeah, it was uh, crazy. I don't know. I'm kind of still speechless about it. It took me off guard is the, is like, was the first thing. And then all these thoughts were coming through my head and, uh, I didn't know what, how to feel or what to think, but, uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. It was, it was, yeah, I don't know. I can't really describe it. It was, it was my reaction is still the same. Pretty much. I'm just kind of speechless about it. I just thought that it would never happen. And no, it was unbelievable to me. How'd you get the call first for your first match in AEW? How did that all come to be? I trained uh, Sean Dean. I had a hand in training him. Yeah, I heard that he had a hand in uh, booking dark. and He's the guy. Yeah, I just told him. Uh, I just asked him if I said I'm willing to do it. I'll go wherever you need. I uh, don't care what I do. I don't care if I get anything. Like, But, hey, man, you know, I want to try to give this thing like a full-ditch effort. You know what I mean? And I told him that, you know. Good for you. Yeah, I'll do my best and I'll show up. I'll do whatever, you know, I have to do. They were coming to Atlanta. That was the first one I did. I just tried to make the most of it. I had a six-man tag. We had five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done TV or nothing like that. I'm only kind of used to having like these long 20-minute indie matches. That was an experience for me, too. I was like, hey, we got this much time, but I'm still doing it. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Like, all right, I'm just going to I'm gonna get it in there one, one way or another, you know? So that was my thought process on it. It's always so fascinating anytime, like we talk about that kind of outside of a backstage experience that like you see these indie matches where people are doing like 20, 25, 30 minutes and 12 Canadian Destroyers and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But to be able to show everything that you're capable of in less than five minutes because that's Mm. the reality of TV. Mm -hmm. It says something about you as a wrestler and as a person that you're able to just go, okay, here's everything we need to do and what we need to get done just to have the best showing possible. Because I I think like Tony's familiar with everybody. He watches everything with wrestling. So I'm sure he's Mm -hmm. already familiar with all of your work before you even step foot in the ring. And to just do that is it's a, it's a really hard skill. So congrats for your first time with doing TV wrestling that it's like, Oh, five minutes. Cool. Whatever. turns yeah. out it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's working out. What was the match? Uh, it was me and two of my students. Well, you know, they, they moved on now. They're not, I don't really call anybody my student. Cause they're like always like, students. We're all normal. Like type thing. It was uh, Adrian Alanis and mm-hmm. Liam Gray. Yeah, no, those guys are at Dark all the time. They're awesome. Against uh, Private Party and, and Helico. Oh, great. Yeah. That's a fantastic combination. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of fantastic combinations, I want to talk a little bit about your match with uh, Swerve in Seattle, just because I know you guys do have so much history together. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's a fantastic match in front of a fantastic crowd. Thanks, Seattle. 
no big deal, whatever. <laughs> when did you find out that match was actually going to happen with Swerve? I'm not exactly sure when I found out about it because I find out about my, this is off topic, but while I was doing dark and I was just seeing when the next darks were and stuff like that, I was watching Rampage. Excalibur was doing like what's going to happen at Dynamite. Yeah, the little rundown of the card. And then, and then he announced Death Triangle for his top flight in AR Fox. My my head was actually down at the time, <laughs> and I was messing with my phone. And I looked up and I seen a picture of me on TV. So that's how I found out about the Death Triangle match. I think that's how I found out about it too. <laughs> We're on the same page. I think that's how we all did. So to be honest, I don't even know. It might have been the same scenario when I found out about the Strickland match. Like I don't know if I've gotten. Uh, an email yet that has told me the what match I'm gonna be doing yet. Oh, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> so, oh, I seen his promo. Yeah, that's right. That's how I found out. He cut a promo and said we had unfinished business, and I was like, oh, okay, it looks like I'm gonna be working with Swerve on Wednesday. So then, start thinking about what we could do. Well, that's so cool. I'm sure there's probably a bunch of people here in AEW that you have some history with as well, right? So it's it's just a matter of time before you're able to kind of rekindle those rivalries and great matches, right? Yeah, probably more than half of the guys there I've had matches with. It's insane. Even when we do Dark, and it was like all those people there, and it's like I've almost had matches with everybody that does Dark too. That's, that's just so amazing. It's it's so inspiring. You're You're like the perfect kind of Cinderella story, if you will, a guy who everybody's heard of, has trained so many people, has made such an impact in this business and industry. And prime example, you've never given up. Here you are years later after giving, 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 and finally getting your props. So it's just so cool to have you here in AEW and and finally getting to see your, your work on a major grand stage. Yeah, thanks, man. So now when everybody ever asks me like, what advice I could give them, my, my number one thing, like, especially if somebody's been in the business for a while, my number one thing I'm going to tell them now is, man, just just don't give up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't stop for no period of time or nothing. Like, you're either going to do it or not. So, like, just don't stop. Like, just don't don't quit. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just always give 100% no matter what. Try your hardest. And if you just stop, then you end up, stopping you know and you choose something else but if it's still something you want to do just just don't quit great advice can we talk about ww4a because i know a lot of folks have heard about it and i think it'd be awesome can you tell us how did that come to be it's the wwa4 oh sorry yeah it's cool i'm actually here now because we got training today i'm originally from connecticut and i moved to atlanta when i was about 19 to Join a wrestling school because it was time for me to leave and try something else. And I was just at that age to try to pick a career choice. So, you know, my mom was all for it. So I moved down to Atlanta to join the WWA4 in about 2007. The owner was a man named Frank and he seen me, uh, you know, I never really had like top success, you know, but. He seen that I was going to Japan and going out the country and doing like bigger indie shows. But like I would be training still Monday through Thursday 
pretty much since I started. Like I've had some little breaks, but so he just seen me training. He just seen me helping out people. He just seen me cleaning up, taking out the trash and all that stuff. So finally he was like maybe 80 years old, but like a kind of like, you know, there's different levels. Uh, he, he was like almost like a rough 80. So it was about time for him to be done with the school. So he was trying to sell it. I don't know much about selling businesses or stuff, but the numbers he was telling me were high mm-hmm. and nobody was buying this. We were in back of a strip club at this point. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody was trying to buy it. But see, it was originally the power plant. Then it turned to WWA4. So it was pretty successful. And he it was his. So he, he wasn't trying to lowball. He was trying to get a lot of money. So he was never able to sell it. So then he was like trying to auction it and people were walking in the back of the strip club and just looking at like rusty weights and they, they didn't know if they were boxing or wrestling ring. So nobody did that either. He just decided to sign it over to me. Damn. Yeah. Mr. Hughes was the trainer at the time and I was just a student. We all sat down and the ultimate decision was that I was going to get it. That's amazing. Yeah. So my mom came down and helped out all the business stuff because I was like, I was new to it. I didn't know how it worked. So my mom came down to Atlanta for like a week and we figured it out. Damn. Yeah, that was about five or six years ago. Wow. That's just so great. Just a simple, (laughs) simple meaning like handing a business over to somebody, right? Like nothing simple about that. But that one moment just changes the course of everything like not just your career but so many other people yeah and that's just so great and i want to keep talking about the school kind of in our next segment here on aew unrestricted this is aew unrestricted alex and aubrey talking to ar fox one of recent signings at all elite wrestling and such a storied history in wrestling affecting so many different lives in this business and in between the break we were talking about where the name of your school came from could you tell us that story again because it's hilarious i was saying it just really doesn't have any meaning at all no you saw it's the world wrestling alliance but then when he went to register as a business wwa was taken so wwa one he tried that that was taken two so he just got the four and that was the only one that was taken. So it was like a screen name. Fantastic. Adding a number to it. Oh, my goodness. Such a Twitter way of doing things. It's like, oh, let's just add a bunch of uh, random numbers and whatnot mm-hmm. after it. Yeah. Curious, since we're on the topic of the school, like how many people at AEW have you had a hand in training? I don't think it's I mean, I've, I've helped out a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to name I'll name people I just helped. But that that's probably like a dozen. But people that I've, I've trained Mainly is like Alan Angels, Danny J. I was like one of the first schools that Jade went to. Yes. Wow. But then she uh, finished up and carried with a Nightmare Factory. Mm-hmm. Sean Dean. That might be it. That's like on the main show. A lot of people that have been on Dark. I had six people I've trained at Dark just this past weekend. Wow. And probably many more throughout the course of Dark, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably over time, I've, there's probably been about 20 people I've trained at Dark. Wow. That's amazing. What was your, your first impression of Jade when she first walked through the door? What was that like? Even though she was new at it, yeah, she just like kind of, she just has an order about her or whatever. So 
she came from doing like a tryout already. She ended up here. Like, I don't know if she was told to come here or, but she was like, yeah, I, I need more training. They said, so she came here and she started telling her story and her experience and stuff. And like, everybody was, uh, listening to her talk. So like she, she came in and already had like an aura about her and she was just super impressive, you know, athletically and stuff. So yeah, we were pretty impressed. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about Lucha Underground, just because I know that you've got a lot of history there. You were Dante Fox and Lucha Underground. (laughs) Talk about those tapings versus the difference between that and live TV. Oh, live TV is just insane. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's just insane it's, com- it's completely different it's so much more like pressure but you, you could have it like one or two ways like you could see it as you know like alright you can't you know it's just go time or it could be like give you a lot of anxiety you know so pretty much just both to me I'm like super motivated that I'm live but then I'm like also it's like it's live on TV. You know what I mean? Right. It's a huge difference because I got, everybody got, you know, the little TV apps on their phone, even though it's playing on the screen at the viewing area. Uh, sometimes I'm not, you're not always there. You're outside or you're warming up or whatever. Every single dynamite or anything I've done, I've been having it on my phone live in my pocket. And I'm literally watching it. And I'm like looking out and I'm like, this is really happening Hmm. right now on TV. So like any, when you do the taping, you're thinking about the people that are there physically. But when I do live TV, I'm like thinking about people I know in different states. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my mom and grandmother are going to be watching this up in Connecticut. And like, I know these people in Texas, like they're going to be watching it too. And this person seen it that you know it's just like completely different level especially knowing that my family is watching it too even though i'm not nervous or not that my mom and grandmother are watching it it's just a crazy feeling to know i i know exactly where they're sitting <laughs> because my grand my grandmother hasn't missed the dynamite probably since it started awesome. wow yeah and she's 90 she knows every single person, <laughs> every single storyline. She tells me who she don't like, who she likes. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, you got to love it when your family's into that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. She she'll tell you anything about everything wrestling. She watches it like every night of the week almost. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you because uh, speaking of Lucha Underground, you were trios champions over there, yeah. and now you have an opportunity to potentially be trios champions over here in AEW. Are you a fan of working six man matches? Do you enjoy those? Yeah, I like them. My favorite thing about wrestling is coming up with stuff like being creative, like doing like stuff people haven't done before. This is my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. even if it's not the coolest thing. Just if somebody hasn't done it before. So in a trios match, I like them because it's almost like you got a couple more colors to paint wood. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I could do different stuff than I can in a singles match. Singles match might be my favorite match to have. But then again, it goes back to like that. Oh, you're mo- I'm motivated at on one side, but then it's like the anxiety factor on the other side because it's like, damn, everything that I do, it's like the whole match is me. 
You know what I mean? Whenever I'm in yeah. control, like that's what every and whatever I decide to do, like that's what everybody's gonna see. But singles match is my favorite. The trios matches are fun. They're fun in a different way because like they're almost a little easier because you're sharing it with five other people. So right. kind of makes it more fun because it takes a little bit off you having to know so much stuff that's going on or even uh, cardio-wise, it's, like, a lot easier. So, mm-hmm. in a way, it kind of makes it more more fun. Like, oh, it's a six-man tag. It's not like seeing, like, oh, I'm in a singles with, like, this much. So, like, they kind of are almost, like, I would say, like, a lighter match than a singles match, you know? So, like... Sure. But still, at the same time, it's, like, the same overwhelming pressure and anxiety to, like, do the best, though, even at the same time, though. It's overwhelming in a different way. Yeah. And it's so amazing to me that you've got Dante and Darius, who are so complimentary to you as tag team partners, which just makes it even so much more fun to watch because it seems like you guys are always on the same page without even having to talk or say anything. Yeah, we just click right away. And they're super nice and humble and welcoming to me. So just super easy to work with. I've been wrestling for a while, a long time, almost 16 years now. Damn. So I've been wrestling for longer than them, I would assume. <laughs> They're like 19 years old, so that's like the majority <laughs> so, of their it's life. Fair to say. <laughs> they were in diapers yeah. <laughs> when you started. Let's not say that out loud too much, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I still ask them little things here and there about like how it works AEW or how it works on TV. So they've helped me out with that stuff too. So it's just been cool. You had a great run at Lucha Underground, but I also want to talk about Evolve. Mm. You were the first ever Evolve champion. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Everything. Oh yeah, I took it so serious. It was like my life. I get obsessed with whatever I'm whatever I'm doing at the time and I want to be like the best at it. So yeah, it meant a lot to me because like to us and you know, still kind of that that was like supposed to be like the best group you know on the indies and also i like it because like the name of it was about how wrestling is evolving and stuff Mm -hmm. so like i felt like i was a good person to be like the champion because i was doing a bunch of stuff that was different and wasn't done even a couple years ago or a couple months before i started doing it so uh, for a while because it was evolving i had the title I don't know how long it lasted, but I was doing this thing. And I don't know if any fan even really caught on like that. But I was doing a thing where I was uh, I was winning with a different finisher every match. Ooh, I love mm, that. That's cool. To try to get over the, like, evolve type thing. You know, all of them were, of course, like, a ridiculous move. Most of them I had to retire. Once I hurt somebody with something enough, I retire. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. But if I hurt myself doing a move, I'll do it again. I love that because there's so many times in wrestling where you see a guy set up for a finish and you're just like, oh, the match is done. But like when you change it up constantly, it just keeps people on their toes. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm also loving this conversation with AR Fox here on AEW Unrestricted. Coming up, we got fan questions. It's Alex and Aubrey back at Unrestricted here, having a fantastic conversation with A.R. Fox. We're learning so much. Man has done so many things for so many different people. And now he's going to do something for the fans and answer some fan questions. Fox, are you ready for these? Oh, yeah. 
All right. So the first one we got is from Marco Solis Martinez. Wants to know, AR Fox, what was your first impression of the AEW locker room once you signed? And which championship do you have your sights on? I, I already knew most, probably more than half of the guys there. So it was super welcoming there. Let me tell you this. The locker room was so nice to me that when I first did my first dark, I didn't realize that when you do dark, you don't go in the main locker room. Mm-hmm. But I was the main locker room <laughs> when I was only doing dark. And everybody was talking with me and joking and laughing. Nobody mentioned like, hey, man, you know, you like, I had my stuff down. That's AEW. <laughs> the spots are kind of limited in the locker room. You know, I, I don't even do that now, now that I'm realizing how it's working. But I just am used to wrestling and going in the locker room and putting my stuff down and just dumping everything everywhere. So, yeah, everybody was super nice. Aubrey, I, you went out your way to make me feel welcome there. I, I remember that. You told me if I needed anything to let you know. Hell yeah, man. Stefan. Uh, also went out his way to make me feel welcome there. Mark Henry went out his way to make me feel welcome there. Uh, Regal was there at the time. He went out his way to make me feel welcome. Everybody, as soon as they see me, just were like, you know, on the indies. I'm still like being quiet and stuff at AEW, but on the indies, whatever I would see people from afar, I'd be like, hey, oh, and like, it'd be like, it's like little party. Like, I was always trying to like bring people up. So some of the people even remember that, like Eddie Kingston, when he seen me from all the way afar, he was like, hey, oh, <laughs> dapping me up. And I, I haven't felt like any kind of like anybody being cold to me or bitter or and everything's been positive when it comes to the locker room and seeing uh the bigger names like uh jericho and claudio and brian danielson and seeing them more and more and now they always say what's up to me and joke and laugh and sometimes they're not even talking to me but they just make some kind of joke and i chuckle so then they they could tell them i hear them you know so because i'm still a little hesitant when it comes to someone like brian danielson but uh he'll look to me and say well you thought that was funny and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, now i'm in the conversation with them and it's still mind-blowing to me i'm still i'm taking pictures uh of the plane taking off and stuff like it's my first flight all over again like i i'm taking it all in still I'm still uh, mind blown that I'm sharing like, yeah, you can know you're good or have confidence or whatever, but way more so than that. I'm still like mind blown that I'm just like in the locker room with FTR and people like that. It's just a lot of good people. Yeah, it's just crazy. And then for them to talk to me like uh, like an equal. Yeah, exactly. Is is just crazy to me Mm -hmm. and that they think that I'm like good too, you know, because when you wrestle, when you are high flyer, you know, you got to kind of be a show that you can wrestle too, you know, because sometimes high flyers get a bad rap Mm. to have the respect of someone like Dax or someone Mm -hmm. is major to me because they are like the Kings of psychology. It means a lot to me that I could talk to these guys like, 
you know, we're equals. Because you are. You sure are. You're, you made it here through all the hard work. They made it here through all the hard work. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you because, like, I've like I've worked with Brian now multiple times in the ring for like a year and a half. But to me, I'm just like, this is still freaking Brian Daniels. <laughs> like, this is insane. And just to know that you're like on the same, you're in the same conversation with these guys when you're all on the car. It's like, oh yeah, Air Fox has a match. FTR has a match. Brian has a match. And it's like these names are all equal. They're all worthy of TV time. Yeah. So congratulations, man. You've you've worked hard to earn this. Mm-hmm. We got a question from Nate Isarudo. Do you see yourself and Top Flight going after the trios belts? And what are some of your long-term goals for AEW? Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to go after the trios titles. That would be cool. I like, uh, I want to win a title, of course, you know, and I want a main event, some kind of show. My my long-term goals, be the trios titles first, you know, that would be cool. And then uh, maybe the TNT title. That would be cool, you know. But I feel like every wrestler wants to have the world title. Yeah. But I know that that's like down the line and I would have to build myself up a lot to even like be in that. So like that would be the ultimate long-term goal, the world championship, because I've wrestled like on every lower level place, right? And I've always won the title at them all so like every time i do a w that's kind of like something i tell myself it's the same thing not it's the same thing but we got crazy talent aw it is crazy those guys mm-hmm. go crazy too they go 100 percent. so but on the indies they're not as good by far they're still working on it and they all always don't give 100 percent. so like 90 percent of the time i stole the show on the indies, so like when I do AEW, I'm like, man, it ain't nothing new. I'm gonna steal the show and I'm gonna win the title, you know. So I kind of tell myself that. So yeah, I want to win the world title eventually, but I'd have to learn how to talk a little bit too, though, in the ring, on the mic, not just strictly about wrestling. I could talk about wrestling all day, but I, you know, I got to get that down before I probably have a world title. Well, there you go. I mean, listen, we all have things we need to work on, and it sounds like you got a plan, which is fantastic. And look where it's gotten you. And yeah, trios championships would probably look pretty good around your waist with uh, top flight. And uh, you guys are an amazing trio, so I would not be surprised to see that happen. Same. Uh, we got a question here, which is actually a fantastic question from National Scissoring Day. What's the best advice you've gotten from any wrestler? Well, see, some of it hasn't been verbally. I've worked with Chris Hero, that match, I probably learned the most in that one match than any other match I've had. You know, I've also worked with AJ Styles. That's probably right up there with it. That's probably the most I've learned verbally. It wasn't even, it was like a secondhand, it was passing along, but one of my students had seen Big Show somehow, somewhere, and he asked him for one piece of advice, and Big Show told him, whatever you do in the ring, you have to believe yourself before you could think that the fans are going to believe it. Mm. So anything you do, you got you got to believe in wholeheartedly and be behind it. And that wasn't even that long ago. That was probably a year ago. But that one stands out to me probably the most. Great advice. It's so absolutely true. And like Paul White has so many of those little nuggets mm-hmm. that if you spend like five minutes with him, you'll end up writing like a whole book of just like the stuff that he knows and the stuff that he could just 
give to other people. Like he's so giving much like yourself, just trying to help everyone out and help everyone be their best. Mm-hmm. We actually have a question from Jack Hunter that I, I'm actually curious on. Be interested to hear your thoughts on training Austin Theory, because I saw you both in mm. Evolve multiple times. Which is awesome. It's insane. And talk all the time. And it's just mind-blowing. He's happy to be there. It's crazy. He was just crazy, you know. He got me front-row tickets to his Mania match against Pat McAfee. And he ended up getting stunned by Stone Cold. So, like, hmm. I, I could just describe it like that. We stood outside one arena where WrestleMania was being held one year and took a picture. And a couple, and like five years later, he was one of the big billboards on that same arena. How cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm just too proud. He's just crazy. And we still talk a lot. And it's always exciting when we talk. And he's just telling me, oh, I think I want to be doing this and all this stuff. And I'm kind of amazed, too, at how, you know, I mean, I knew he would do good, but he is doing really good. Main events, long main events, too, where he's in control of like top guys beating them up and i'm just like you know that's pretty crazy if you think about it and he's closing segments a lot like this is crazy yeah he's doing his thing yeah which is really awesome and, and the fact that you had a, a a hand in that you know you should be really proud yeah it's cool is is cool so we got a, a question here for you from surfer dude what has beyond wrestling meant to the indie scene over the last 10 years it's meant a lot. I feel like it helped a lot of people move on. It did. In my opinion, I feel like it helped a lot of people, uh, yeah, get some buzz. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say anybody like specifically because I don't know if they give their credit to Beyond Wrestling, hmm. but I know that I've wrestled a handful of people that I maybe never heard of before and I wrestled them at Beyond Wrestling. And then after that, I seen them multiple other places mm. I, I feel like beyond wrestling is like maybe the best platform like on the indies to like help you get buzz and help you get out and stuff like that but i feel like it plays a big hand in people's career when they're starting out it's definitely a great launching pad for <laughs> a number of talent whether they have really great storied indie runs or if they make all the way to tv like the amount of people that you can count in the aew locker room that have been on a beyond wrestling show at least once yeah i had the chance to be on a beyond wrestling show and i'm like oh my god this is great like it's a big uh bucket list item for a lot of people yeah all right got a question from lone wolf panda i'm actually curious about this as well with your varied move set uh what is your favorite move to do in a wrestling ring i don't know maybe uh, well my favorite move to do is probably like a high cross body to the outside as a dive because mm. it's not too hard people like it it gets a good reaction and yeah it's pretty uh pretty easy for me to do so like that's probably one of my favorite moves to do <laughs> and of course the cutter i know everybody is gonna say that so it's a great move i'm trying to come up with another way that's of a cutter that hasn't been done before i'm sure you'll be able to figure that out if anybody can yeah Oh uh, yeah, I figure I got a bunch of test dummies in all my students. Ooh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe you got to do that at practice later today. Like, okay, guys, here's here's the goal. We're gonna figure out a new way to do a cutter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything I do at AEW, I tried on my students. 
earlier that week. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, we got a great question from the big Rob. He wants to know what are three matches that everyone should watch of AR Fox? My uh, death match would swerve with kill shot from Lucha Underground. Hell yeah. I like the ladder match that I had with Mike Bailey from CZW. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. I had a lot of fun matches with Theory. I don't really know which one necessarily. Oh, I guess if I would have to say third, so I'd say the Lucha Underground death match, me and Mike Bailey in a ladder match. And I really like me versus uh, Josh Briggs from uh, Evolve's last show ever. We're the last match Evolve ever did, me versus Briggs. Wow. Just just as a closing question, just because that's a great segue. So you were the first ever champion at Evolve, and you got to be the last match ever. Mm-hmm. What did those two moments being like bookends, what did that mean for you? Everything. It just meant a lot to me. It was cool. I just put a lot of thought into it. I put a lot of crazy thought into my matches, maybe more so than any other wrestler. But I think about a match for like an entire week or two if I know I got it. I remember thinking about that match a lot. And uh, yeah, man, it meant it meant a lot to me. I just knew it was gonna be the last one and live on for super long and stuff. That was cool. I wanted to win. I beat Josh Briggs in it, but I wanted to beat him where everything all made sense and everything. So I beat him with a head kick. <laughs> wow! Because I feel like that was the most believable thing I could do. Very cool. I I love it. I love this conversation with you. I love how humble you are after all the success you've had and being being able to see all of your students have success. To have the attitude you have is so absolutely great. And I love that you're a part of the locker room and you get to help us continue to build AEW into the amazing thing that it is. So thank you so much for being here today, man. Thanks. I um, appreciate you guys having me. Anytime. You can follow AR Fox on Twitter, A Real Fox with two X's. You can listen and follow this podcast, new episodes every Thursday, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Video episodes on Mondays, just search AEW Unrestricted. Dynamite on TBS on Wednesdays. Rampage on TNT on Fridays. You can see all of these guys on this podcast killing it on all of these shows. Elevation on Mondays, Dark on Tuesdays. There's so much awesome wrestling. You can see all these awesome guys, including AR Fox. And thank you so much, Alex, for being my co-host. Of course. Air Fox for being my guest here on AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted. Unrestricted.